Hey friends, this is Fun Therapy, and my name is Mike Foster. And together we're going to dive into the unfair and incredibly messy parts of life. And we're going to do it with a smile. I started this podcast because I want you to feel less alone. I don't want you to be afraid of your story anymore. I want you to thrive and grow and dream and become exactly who you were meant to be. Nothing needs to hold you back anymore. We're going to stop trying to fix it and we're going to start healing it with love. Friends, this season, let's go on an unexpected and wild adventure together so that you can finally know that your life, your story is gorgeous and messy and weird and painful and truly extraordinary. Yes, becoming a human being is hard, but it's always better when we do it together. My name is Mike Foster, and this is Fun Therapy. season three is here friends i can't believe it i'm so thrilled that we get to do this together thank you for your patience and your encouragement while we've been off and away we got some incredible guests in this season blake mikowski from tom scott harrison from charity water we're gonna be talking to lauren scruggs and tony hale from veep and arrested development I'm going to try some new things this season some new topics on mental health and creating emotional fitness We're just going to go for radical vulnerability because I believe that there's nothing that we can't talk about. And when we talk about hard, difficult, scary things, we actually can grow and the hard and scary things become less scary. So if you keep showing up, I'm going to keep showing up and maybe together we can make the world a more hopeful and beautiful place. So first off, before we get started uh, with this next session of fun therapy, uh, some basic housekeeping. So right now, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes. Also leave a review and rating. That always helps. Uh, We're on uh, iTunes and Spotify right now. And uh, you want to subscribe because I'm going to sneak a few surprise episodes in there. And uh, also follow me on Instagram, Mike Foster 2000, cause that's also a good way to kind of keep up to date with what's going on with the podcast. And I just share some other thoughts and, and some behind the scenes bonus stuff that, uh, I think you would enjoy. So Mike Foster 2000, it's also the best way for us to connect. So message me, let me know what you like about the podcast. Maybe a, something a guest said that really resonated with you. Mike Foster 2000 is the best way for us to stay connected. So go ahead and follow me there. Make sure to subscribe. Also, since we're starting out, this is the first official episode of season three. Can you do me a favor and share on your social media channels that uh, we have started? Share a link or uh, share a screen capture from your phone. This podcast is growing like wildfire, and that's because you're telling people. It's so awesome. So thank you. Uh, Your voice matters. Your shares matter. Your tweets matter. And so thanks in advance for just helping support the show by telling people about it. Also, I want to tell you about my uh, workshop called Rescue Academy. It's coming up. It's in San Diego, California, February 7th and 8th. It's two days of personal and professional development. And I'll teach you how to coach and counsel people, kind of give you my playbook on how to create meaningful conversations and become a heart healer and how to create change in your own life and develop healthy habits and how to develop your passions and dreams to help others. Also, we also talk about identity and shame and codependency. It's totally awesome. I want you there. And here's the great news. We actually have a donor who has given us two partial scholarships for $500. That's awesome. And uh, if you use the code RALIVE, R, the letter R, the letter A, and then the word LIVE, all together, mush those things together, RALIVE, you can save $500 when you register. RescueAcademy.com is the website where you can do that and get more information about those two days. 
I've also updated my own website, Mike Foster TV. I've been kind of tinkering with it the last uh, couple months, and you can check out my books and resources. You can also sign up for my bi-monthly email. Uh, also, you get bonus podcast stuff there. My speaking schedule for 2019 is uh, I'm, I'm updating that all the time, where I'll be at. And it would be fun to see you at one of the events I speak on how to build strong lives and relationships and emotional fitness and mental health. It's all at Mike Foster TV. By the way, if you want me to, if you want to inquire about me coming to your events or doing a training at your workplace, you can also get all that information at MikeFoster.tv. On this episode of Fun Therapy, I am joined by my friend Carlos Whitaker. Carlos is a best-selling author. His latest book, Kill the Spider, Blew Up big this year. It's everywhere. I've read it. It's a life-changing book. Carlos is an amazing speaker, thought leader. This dude is fire. He writes fire. He speaks fire. And so in this session, we uncover something really powerful about how a lie got stuck inside of Carlos. And we talk about how to best dislodge this lie from his belief system. We begin the conversation talking about how he's getting ready to pitch a new book to publishers and the resistance that he's feeling right now. And it's a great session. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. And so now here's Carlos Whitaker on Fun Therapy. Tell me what uh, what the current challenge thing that you're processing, thinking about, at yeah. night, um, small, medium, little, yeah, huge. What's the thing that's sort of hanging around these days that you're you're wrestling through? The biggest wrestle that I have um, right now, currently, and the way you phrase that, I think is has changed my answer because I thought I had something before you hit record, and now we're somewhere else already. Hmm. Um, I. So I, I'm an author and a speaker, and to be honest with you, Mike, I kind of feel like I like I'm a fraud. Can I mm. can I just say that? Can yeah. I? It's um, I've been in my head the last few days, literally days, because I'm kind of in works with publishers for the next book deal and all those things. Like I, I something there's something in me that um feels like I've tricked everybody, like. If I if I look at my friends who are doing what I'm doing, I think, man, they've really, I mean, they're, they're really skilled in these things, and um, I can see why they they're so successful. But I can't. When I look in the mirror, I'm thinking, I wonder when I'm going to be discovered. I wonder, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if, especially because I'm having conversations about the next book and things like that. I wonder if when these people are going to be like, ah, yeah, like that was an accident. Uh, we shouldn't have had this conversation with you. Um, and so there's this massive fear of, of kind of being a fraud, um, when it comes to my profession, maybe it's because I, um, did something else for so long and through a conversation with you four years ago, made a decision to stop doing that thing and start doing this thing. And um, I don't know, maybe cause I didn't have hopes and dreams as a child and I've kind of accidentally stumbled upon what I'm doing now. I just, the thing that, that I'm, that I'm dealing with and that's kind of flying through my head lately has been, yeah, Carlos, you're not really, I mean, sure you have a platform, but you're not really an author. Like you're, you're you really need way more help than the normal author would. Like you're, those are, those are kind of some things that are swimming. So when you, when you hear that voice or that yeah accusation um, creep up in your mind and your thoughts where would you where would you say its origin might be coming from huh um i mean i've felt oh i guess i've kind of no one's really ever asked me that i i think even looking back maybe at Oh, it kind of happened at that job. I kind of felt like this at the job before. Um, I kind of, I mean, because I specifically remember when I, I moved from a, I was 
working at a church in Southern California and I was there for 10 years. And then I ended up working at overnight, like at one of the largest churches in the country, moving my family across the country. And I went from um, having a staff, no staff, like nobody worked for me. Like I, I, I think I was actually at one, at one point told that um, I'm not a good leader. So hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm a really good performer. Um, and I should stick with that. Um, and I, cause I remember like kind of begging for an intern or something. I can't remember what it was. I mean, this was, you know, 13 years ago, but when I got the new job, I suddenly was like, I had like 20 employees like working underneath mm. me. And I remember this exact feeling. It's a little different, but when I was sitting in my office and shut the door thinking, oh my gosh, when are they going to f- discover me? Like, when are they going to figure out that I am a fraud? Like, I have no idea how to do this. I, I've, I've faked my way here. Like, I, I, I tricked them. And I think there's this constant theme um, running through maybe a lot of transitions that I've had in my life that, oh my gosh, I've, I've, I've tricked these people into letting me do this. Um, so I do remember that feeling like a fraud when I got my job at that big church. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So I, I do remember it back then. Um, and I'm sure if I put some muscle to my memory, I could probably keep going back to moments like that. So just to even dig even deeper into that, um, do you think this voice that is accusing you of being a fraud, like is there, is there a face on it? Is there a, an event tied to it? Is there a uh-huh. conversation? Um, Individual? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent yes. At at the level of um, of remembering when when I was told that I'm that I'm a performer and not a leader, mm. um, and, and that stuck that that oh, I, I mean, I, I I remember I remember the temperature in the room where I was sitting. Like I remember, mm-hmm. I remember where uh, the direction I was looking. I remember I was told, <laughs> I was told. <laughs> in that conversation that Kobe Bryant isn't the coach. He's the player and he's more talented to, at playing than the coach. And he, Kobe Bryant, you don't see him coaching, you see him playing. So um, I'm, I'm that skill. So like as a worship, that's what I need to do. I'm a worship leader. Like you need to, Carlos, that's what you need to do. Like you're, um, you're so, you're so gifted in that. Don't try to do this. Like you're a performer. Um, you know, don't try to lead people. Don't try to, and man, that, whew, I mean, I remember that conversation. Um, yeah. So it feels like the, I'll just call it what it is, what I think it is, that that trauma, yeah, that pain, that wound that happened in that room with that individual of saying something about your who you are and your value and your role and saying you are a performer. Yeah that that's sticks oh, even today even, even that word even the word even the word that that mm-hmm. they chose performer mm-hmm. like even that word in and of itself i it may not have been what they were talking about but to me um i feel like like even to this point even as i'm having phone calls with publishers on the next book oh i'm a performer like if i perform well enough, then I'll get the book deal that I want. Mm. If I, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that word, when I said it just now, when I, when I said what, what they said to me, um, that word performer is, it holds such a negative, um, connotation to me because I'm more than that in like, like that's, that's, um, but that's what I was labeled. And so I think for so long I've, um, you know, and and I've you know, and Mike, you know, I've done a lot of work. Like I've 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 done a lot of work when it comes to getting past some issues in my life. Um, but you know, a, a lot of times the, the work that I did that I did was dealing with these you know really big kind of blatantly obvious character issues or whatever. Um, this word um, 
kind of affects me more on a day-to-day basis, my, my ego and esteem than, um, than a lot of those kind of big things that I've done. And so, um, the word performer is, is something that I think has stuck to me in a, um, in an unhealthy way. So tell me why that word, that, that specific word is so hurtful to you and so contrarian to, uh, who you really are. Because, because I'm, I'm not just a a freaking puppet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like if I could have that conversation again with maybe more, um, strength than I had at the time. I mean, this, I mean, this is 15 years ago. Um, maybe longer than that. Um, I, I think, I think for the longest time I, I, I was led to believe that my skill set was in like somehow tricking people, like, like standing on stage and tricking people into believing something like mm-hmm. that's a performer, right? Like almost like a magician, like I've got some, some semblance of, um, another thing, another thing somebody said that maybe was, again, I don't think these things were meant in, um, with, with a purpose to harm or to traumatize me. Um, but I had another conversation once where somebody told me that, um, I'm, you know, I'm not, the reason why people listen to me isn't because I'm a great communicator or a great entertainer. It's because they feel, I make them feel like they're my friend. And, I get, I I do get that. I do understand that. But that makes me, that, that, that maybe the performer word is sneaking in there to make, to make that statement more ne- negative than it should be. Mm. Um, because I don't, I don't want, like, I'm working hard at my skill and my craft to, um, to write and to speak in front of people, to sling hope at them. I don't want to feel like I'm tricking them. I don't want to feel like I'm performing for them. Like I'm, um, I, I'm more than that. I'm more than a puppet. I'm more than, you know, than a circus performer. Like I don't want, I don't want to think people are paying to see me juggle, you know, like right. <laughs> right. You know? I, there's definitely something that is rubbing me wrong right now about that word it is um and and again there could be lists people that are listening in our conversation that are perf- actual performers and that's like what they want to be I, that's not what i want to be and yeah. and so there's nothing wrong with that but for me it it definitely it hurt oh the words or the one word we all carry them in our day-to-day lives, don't we? Untrue words that get stuck inside our soul. And they just love to hang out. They attach themselves to our identity, to our value. They sneak their way into our beliefs about who we are. I love how Carlos shared that it's often easier to deal with the blatant and obvious things that are broken in our lives, but how sometimes the smaller lies what I call the micro shame. Those are the things that make their way into our day-to-day decision-making about who we are and how we'll live and what we'll go after. They hold us back. I'm curious for you, what is the word, the lie that you carry and perhaps have carried for a very long time? let me encourage you to go back to the origin of that word. Go back to the place that word was first planted inside of you and put a face on it. Get HD clarity on it so you can bring that word out of hiding and finally ask it to leave. So Carlos and I, we, we continue the conversation and talk more about his word and what it all means. Words are very powerful, and especially words like this that get sort of planted into our story by probably somebody that we respected or admired or who was competent. So they say something over us. Yeah. And it it sticks. So I'm curious as you think about the word performer, what is the 
opposite of the word performer for you that you, you, you'd say like, I'm not a performer Mm. on this. This is what I want people to know about me. The opposite for me in my head of performer. Um, I am, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it bothers me so much. Um, I feel like I want people to know that like I'm, there's, oh, you know what it is? Whoa. I feel dumb, I think. Hmm. I think that, um, like, like for some reason, like, like, in the connotation of what they were saying to me, yeah. Carlos, just, just sing, just sing the, just sing the songs that the other people have written. You're really good at that, and you're really good at the 15 seconds in between the songs. But don't, don't, don't try to say, don't mm-hmm. try to say anything. Um, don't try to, don't try to teach anybody anything. Don't try to. Um, and 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 I I feel like. I just, it just kind of came in my head that they think I'm dumb. Like, um, you know, I'm, I, I I was a stutterer when I was a kid. I, um, there's plenty of things I can go back to as a kid that made me feel dumb. But I think as an adult, um, I was made to feel, I was made to feel not like I was dumb. Like I wasn't smart. And so do what I do perform. I'm really good. I've got skills in that, but when it comes to thinking and, helping people um, with those kind of things, just, just stay off, stay, stay off the stage when it comes to that stuff. And yeah. for, so, so this may not be blatantly the opposite of performer, but, um, but I think now if I think of what performer made me feel like was, no, you're dumb. So do that. I think intelligent and able to, um, able to really help people with things that I come up with and, stories that I tell. And I mean, those are, that's what I want, want people to know me as. And Mm -hmm. I've felt the opposite of that. I think, um, for a long time, I mean, dude, there's another moment that was, it just popped in my head. That's pretty traumatic. Um, somebody at another organization that I worked at again, this was before I decided to stop working at organizations and just be my own. because it was so traumatic in different areas of my uh, life. But um, I had a conversation with somebody once that told me, Carlos, you're like nitroglycerin to this organization. You can either accelerate us. This is exa- again, I remember the temperature in the room because I remember this conversation. You can either, you're either going to accelerate us like nitroglycerin would in some rocket ship or explode us, like blow us up. Wow. And this is, this is a very like, this is like a, a proper meeting with a superior. Um, and I just remember thinking like, ugh, like you, do you not think that I, I don't, I don't know if you're trying to compliment me, but that's not a compliment. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not stupid. Like I'm not going to blow, blow you up. Like, do you think I'm an idiot? And again, like that, that felt the same, that the feeling I got was the same when, you know, the human told me years before that, oh, just, just, just perform almost like just do that because I don't want you to blow us up. I mean, it's, it's, it's under the same frame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like you're, you're like a child. You're unaware. You're not, you're not strategic enough. You're not wise. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh dude. Yes. Oh, now you're hitting it. All those, all the, all the hot words that, that I was, I was just, I always felt like a failure. You know, no strategy, no, you're, you're not good at that stuff, Carlos. Let somebody else do that. You just have the, you, you be woo, you know, that was, I don't know what strength test I took at some point that called me woo, but Mm. I remember, I remember being like, oh, so that's, that's, oh, so now, now there's an actual like definition around performer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's actually on the strength finders. (laughs) Okay, there it is. I'm like, oh, so, so now, like, because I, I took it at, at the at the the large church that I worked at, and I remember everyone's like, oh, you're woo, obviously, Carlos, you're woo, mm. like, 
Like, um, that's great. Like you're, you know, and again, I just thought I've, I'm more than woo. Like I'm more than the life of the part. Like, no, like I can actually have a cognitive thought and put it together and help somebody from point A to point B, not just make them feel good. You know, I don't know. And maybe, you know, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too hard on that side of who I am because that is a, that is a part of who I am. But, um, but there were some traumatic moments that makes, that make me push back against that a little bit. Yeah. So tell me about, so there are the people that have been, that have come into your life and, and said things that have diminished you, have tried to label you, um, you know, call you a performer. And yet I, I, I would assume that there's other people in your life who have said the exact opposite about you that have called out your true self and your strengths and yeah. your depth and your wisdom. And so I'm, I'm curious in terms of the voices that you choose to listen to or allow to have impact and the voices that you do not allow to mm. have the impact. Like, why do you think you're allowing yourself to go back to the voice that said you're just a performer versus the voice that said you are, are wise and strategic and smart and yeah. wonderful. Why do you think you allow yourself to go back to the performer voice? Oh man. Um, I think, um, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I let myself go back there because I do surround myself with, with enough people in my life especially now um i'd say five years ago i didn't have enough of those people in my life but now i feel like i have Mm -hmm. um but but i think in in moments in in intense moments of trying to um you know trying to look my best and again i like i step into that that mentality of oh you're just a performer every time i'm gonna have to like talk to somebody important and 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 you know what's funny mike is even like um if i were to go back Okay. So I've had whatever nominal success that, you know, somebody would look at me and say, Oh no, you're, you're successful in what this area of what you're doing now. But if I were to go back to, and literally just hang out with the person that said that about me, like just hang, my wife will look at me and say afterwards, like you have, when you were hanging out with them, like this could be last week, you went right back to you went right back to like this little submissive puppy dog with no, you know, um, swag that you ha- that, that is now in you and the confidence that's in you. And I don't know why I do that and, um, why I allowed the, you know, those words to carry such, um, such weight with me. Um, so I don't know. I, d- I don't know why. I don't know why when, um, why I, I still feel it at times like a performer I'm, because I do, I, I try to surround myself with people like you who, um, who, who tell me the opposite. I mean, Mike, you were the first person, the very first person we were at some restaurant in Orange County and you looked at me and you said, no, Carlos, like you're, you're actually more, you're actually more than just a worship leader. Like not that Mm -hmm. that's bad, but, but people look at you because you're a thought leader. And I remember thinking, Mm -hmm. what? Like, what? And so that's why I continue to hang out with you because I want to be filled with that that's that's exactly what I was pushing against on the performer thing, um, but um, you know I would say my wife is somebody else that that helps me in no Carlos like you're really gifted and talented and in, in these things but um, I mean I, I I guess I may be going a little bit away from your question um, as to you know why why I let myself go back to those spaces I don't I don't know like I I, I don't know. <laughs> I wish, I wish I did. Yeah. And I, I'm curious I, and that, that perhaps there's something within you still sort of un, unresolved or, mm. or still needing some healing of where there's a, there's a small part of you where you actually believe that that is true. Mm. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say maybe that small part is what I'm talking about when you asked me the very first question. Mm-hmm. What keeps you up at night? 
what are you thinking about um in quiet moments it it is it's that it's oh man you know and, and i think sometimes it even you know it we're, we've been talking about like professional things but it, it it definitely even impacts my my family and even sometimes the way i feel about my parenting and me being a husband and you know i i sometimes maybe feel like they think i'm performing and and i'm not actually being true to this is who i truly am um so i can see how it definitely um you know kind of leaks leaks into other areas of my life there's there's something there um there's a belief there i just don't know where uh, i mean maybe i just don't know how to how to get to it I just don't know how to get to this thing, this lie that is leaking. And it's leaking on Carlos's career. It's leaking into his family and his marriage. But most of all, this gooey, sticky lie is leaking all over his happiness and his peace. This self-limiting belief is stealing his confidence And this is why we must confront the word that drives our lives. It's this lie. It's like a virus quietly replicating itself in our mind. And self-limiting beliefs will lose their power when you question if they are true. You must interrogate the belief, change the relationship with the belief. But probably one of the most important things we can do is to honestly ask ourselves, why we continue to tolerate the lie. And perhaps today, for you, my friends, is the day that you say no more. It feels like the belief becomes, or the, let's just call it a lie, the lie becomes stronger as you move into spaces that prove the lie wrong. Yeah. I mean, let's <laughs> let let's let's talk about the biggest thing here. For at least as right when you said that, what came to my head is I mean, talk about a performer. I I wrote my my last my last book was is specifically about this what we're talking about i wrote a book a freaking book that's helping people break lies right Mm -hmm. yet as the author i still have to figure out how to break some of these lies i mean so talk about having like (laughs) talk about like are you kidding me carlos of course you're a performer Look, look you you wrote a book all these people are breaking lies. And yes, you've broken some big lies in your life, but look, like you're in a, on a phone call with Mike and boom, first thing he asks you, whoosh, there's a, there's a massive lie. And, and so, you know, I, I think, I, I think I can fall into this, into this. Oh my gosh. Am, am I not going to ever figure this out? Like, so let me, let me ask you that <laughs> what you just said to me and like, Oh, there you go, Carlos, you wrote a book on, <laughs> Like, who's talking there? The lie? Yeah. Or the, um, tru- the truth? No, I mean, the lie. <laughs> the lie. Yeah. Yeah. This lie. Th- this particular lie, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, the lie, the, you know, the more we've been talking about some of these conversations I've had with people that have, I've looked up to in my life that have, um, that, there, I, I kind of see them saying this, like, I, like I see their face yeah, as this lies, um, rambling around my head. Yeah. And their face becomes clearer and their voice becomes louder as you move into these places where you are much more of who you really are, yeah. a thought leader an author, someone who has something to say. Yeah. Like their faith, like they're going to get stronger in these mm. seasons as you actually become, because 
the lie, the lie doesn't, as you know, <laughs> you wrote about this. Right. <laughs> the lie isn't just going to go, okay, I'm out of here. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not. I surrender. Yep. Okay, cool. You're right. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks for letting me hang out. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, no. I'm curious, the, um, in terms of um, practices for you, yeah. and if we say, okay, we know the lie, and it, it could be, like, it could be as basic as that phrase, like, you are dumb. Okay. Yeah. Like, if that's sort of the, the most toxic, grittiest, nastiest yeah. way to say it, right? Which, are, which, by the way, I've never, I've, I've spoken, you know, I've, I've dug and found lies. That one, literally, I've never said before. I, I've mm. never, I've never, ever, ever thought that about myself until I, I dug into, oh my gosh, that's literally why I hate being called a performer. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry, sorry. Yeah. To, and I, I, as you were sharing that, that, that felt very, um, strong to me yeah. as you said yeah. that, that there's, and where that got, I think that belief and that lie got planted somewhere along the journey. And then it has been supported mm. along the way by the word you are a performer mm-hmm. and these yeah. other things that have sort of supported, they're all sort of in the same pot, but I think there's something in terms of the, the, you are dumb. Yeah. Um, you don't have anything to say. You're not smart. Yeah. Um, lie that has to be addressed. And so for you, if you, how would you begin to challenge that lie? How would you push back on that? Mm. I mean, I, I would, I would find, I would just, I would find areas in my life where, where that lie can't stand, mm-hmm. right? Where, um, where the opposite of dumb is happening. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and I would, I would find those spaces and, and I think look at those, which again, as humans, I'm not sure why we don't look at those more than we look at the, the lies, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I push back against it in, um, in that way, um, I think um so in fine. action so like yeah. literally activating your life to oppose that lie. So yeah. it could be no, I'm going to write another book. Yeah. No, I am going to give strategic counsel here and give my opinion just as it is and I'm not going to I'm not going to hold back or yep. think I'm dumb or or my thoughts are yep. not that smart. Yeah. Um absolutely. I would also, uh, you know, and this, this leans into my faith. I would, I would go find, um, honestly, I would go find scriptures that blatantly tell me the opposite, (laughs) you know, um, find, find things in my faith journey that, that I have, I have placed my entire kind of soul, um, crux on and find the truths that, that replace that I'm dumb, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, I do that. I would, um, I mean, one of the, one of the, one of the areas that maybe this comes up a lot is as I'm traveling and I'm speaking, I'm, I do my same talk. Like I've had two talks mm-hmm. and, and sometimes I think if some, if some, if some organization asks me to talk about something different, I panic because I think to myself, oh, Carlos, it's taken you nine months to hone in this one talk. They want you to do something else. There's no way. There's there's no way. I mean, this is the lies that come plummeting in my head. There's mm-hmm. no way you could do that. Like if you try that, you're going to get one shot. And you know, Carlos, it takes you months to, to perfect something. And you've got your sweet spot now. If, if you try to do something different. And so like I run from those opportunities. I think because of that lie that I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that might be an opportunity because if we know you are more than two messages, right? <laughs> we know that. Okay. Now there, there's I mean, some, do we? There's some, there's some uh, 
truth in the fact that the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. There's, sure. There's, we're not going to deny that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you only have two things to say. Sure. Sure. And so perhaps um, maybe it is saying, um, let me do a new talk or let me say yes to some somebody who's asking me to speak and I'm going to yeah. not do the two talks that I have perfected. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mike, what if it's even, I mean, this just gave me some strength even thinking this in my head. I, what if, what if to defeat the, to, to kind of battle against the I'm dumb thing? Like what, what if I, I don't have to go give a talk. What if I pull out my camera and decide I'm going to do a five minute teaching on, I don't know, whatever, something that I'm, I've never taught about. Yes. And, yes. and, and, and teach that thing and then upload it to the people that follow me in the first place to get things from me, to learn from me and to be empowered by me. Yes. Um, and, and do that. And then suddenly, I mean, literally as I'm saying this, I, I'm feeling swagger because I'm like, no, like I could, I could, I could do that. I don't have to travel somewhere to do that. I can just do that for my living room in front of my camera, upload it to YouTube and I think even that could break some of that, um, some of that lie up, if that makes sense. Friends, do you notice the energy shift happening here in our conversation? As Carlos begins to orient around a solution, and, and really not a solution, but when Carlos is stepping into what is actually true of him, Instead of being afraid, the, the swaggered arises. And this, my friends, is key. We, we tear down the lie by living into the truth. Carlos doesn't need to even wait for the invitation to speak somewhere to give a new talk. He can do it almost immediately, thus breaking the power of the lie and unlocking the reality of the truth that he has something to say. He has words and ideas and thoughts that will help people right now. He lives into his true self. So let me ask you, what is your strategy on how you'll push back on your lie, on the word that's been sitting below the surface? How can your actions today unhook you from the lie? How do you live right now into your true identity today? So Carlos and I, we continue to talk about how to best battle these beliefs and, and how courageous response will build confidence. Because as long as it sits in your mind or your heart yeah. or wherever this thing's stirs and churns this lie like that's never a good place for it to sort of be wrestled with yeah um I, there is a part of that that there is like we're gonna have to do some soul work we're gonna have to do some yeah. some some deep heart digging in yeah. that but there there's that action that courageous response piece of battling the lie of creation and building yes. something and putting a five minute talk out there or doing saying yes to an engagement that you normally would have said no to. It is in these activities that you begin to deconstruct what is untrue about yeah. you. Yes. Um that what did you just said something? Courageous action maybe? I can't remember. Courageous how you, response. Response. Oh my gosh. Like Yes. I mean, that's like, wow. I've never thought of that. It's, it's, I, I think it's, it's what my heart was feeling when I was imagining, no, go stand in front of that camera and teach something new, put mm -hmm. it up. Like there, there's something in that courageous response that, that builds, builds some healthy confidence. Um, you know, and, and I mean, gosh, case in point, I, in four weeks have been asked to speak to a room full of dentists. Okay. These are, yes. these are people that, that have gone to medical school mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and there, every time I look on my calendar and I 
I'm scrolling and I see that thing. Like there's panic that rises in me because again, talk about like now I'm speaking to doctors. And if at the core in this conversation, I already found out my, one of my major fears is that I'm dumb. I think that's why I think that's why the panic rises yes. when I see that, you know. Versus a courageous response is about activating on truth. Yeah. And so yeah. for you to say, um, I got something to say to Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. do, my friend, you do have something to say to Dennis. <laughs> You have something to say to people. You have something to say to professionals and blue collar workers and, you know, faith based people and uh, people who don't believe in God. Like you have something to say because you are smart. You are a thought leader. You are these true things that are true of you. And so responding to that versus allowing this little, you know, gremlin. Sure from our past from yeah. you know in in not to not to say that it 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 doesn't have power but yeah. it can be there is a sense of like it needs to be put in its spot and it needs to mm. it needs to take up less space in your heart in your yeah. life than it is right now yeah courageous response mhm i mean man that's like that's freaking ground shifting for me. Um, so talk to me about let, let's let's just as as we kind of look into next steps in yeah. terms of challenging the lie. Give me some courageous response things in different categories of your life. It may be things that you've been holding back because of the I am dumb lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> I have, um, I've, I've recently, my, my, my family and I have, have found ourselves in a different, um, local church and this church is very different than any church I've ever been a part of, um, as far as maybe teaching style and maybe a little bit more charismatic and yada, yada. And I, I have been asked, um, to, to speak at a church very similar to mine. That's like a sister church of, of my home churches. And I, um, there's so much fear inside of me because I don't, my communication style is not that, um, Mm. and, and there's, there's, I think that performer starts to rear its head up like, Oh, Carlos, you have to learn. You have to learn how to say Jesus. Ha. There's there's this like there's this thing that there's this fear that if I don't do it like that, if I don't, you know, um that that it's not gonna be, you know, it's not gonna work and people aren't gonna connect. And Mm -hmm. you know, and there's this battle to not be my true self, honestly, and to perform Mm -hmm. um in a way. And so, you know, I I I think I think there's something there. I'm not quite sure. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something, um, there's something in that. Now that doesn't necessarily lean to the dumb side of things. I think, um, um, you know, you put me in front of religious people, I can get them, you know, feeling things. Um, that's the, that's more the performer side of things. But I think the, um, the dumb side is, um, fearing, fearing that I'm not, you know, again, like I, I didn't go to seminary. I don't have a Bible degree. I don't, you know, mm. I'm good at, te- I'm, I'm good at telling stories from the Bible, but I don't know the Greek. I don't know Hebrew. I don't know any of this stuff. So when I go stand on these stages where people are seminary trained and all these things, I think that that is where the dumb part mm. um, kind of sn- starts to sneak in. So I think um, there, I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's, there's something there because this, this happens a lot in my line of work. Um, there's something there that I, I, Mike, I got expelled from college. I've never graduated from college. Like I'm, I'm expelled. <laughs> like I'm still, mm. um, which, which again, I think leans into the, the dumb thing, um, mm-hmm. leans into the, um, um, yeah. Another I don't data think I, point that, that yeah. validates the lie. Yeah. And, and again, I know we were talking about next steps, but I think we, I kind of went backwards a little bit with that, but, um, 
that is another kind of data point for me mm-hmm. of of um no carlos like you're um you're you couldn't even you couldn't even graduate from college um and and yet you know people are are trusting you with with these stages and um there's just some fear there's some fear that comes into that um so i wonder i wonder if the courageous response for you in terms of just whether it be this speaking engagement at this other church or just when you're standing on the stage and thinking about the theological concepts and right. <laughs> whatever whatever that might be um where the, it's just saying my courageous responsive act my act of rebellion against yeah. the lie is to simply stand on the stage and be myself mm, that's scary mm-hmm. that is that is frightening to do to think to do that in on some stages where i don't feel like myself would be accepted mm-hmm. um and and so that is courageous um yes and 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 maybe it maybe it is maybe the the maybe it is not um trying to become a a version of whatever person normally stands on that stage another version but but being courageous and letting it be letting it be me Well, thanks, Carlos, for processing all of this with us today. And as a side note, Carlos just signed a brand new book deal just a few weeks ago where he had seven major publishers battling to publish his new book. It'll be his biggest deal ever. Courageous response. Proud of you, my friend. You can pick up a copy of Carlos's current book, Kill the Spider, Getting Rid of What's Holding You Back. This book is one of the best books I read in 2018 as Carlos shares personal insights and stunningly honest stories and how he is building strategies to kill the roots of the things that hold him back. It's available at Am- it's available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Also, you can connect with Carlos at carloswhitaker.com. Also at Los Wit all over social, L-O-S-W-H-I-T. He's awesome on social media. Make sure to follow him. And if you like the Fun Therapy Podcast, please subscribe and leave a review or a rating on iTunes. Make sure to keep telling your friends that the new season has started. We got some great shows coming up. I also want to say thanks to Sleeping At Last for providing the beautiful music for this episode. You can get Ryan's music at sleepingatlast.com or on iTunes or Spotify. Also, make sure to follow me at MikeFoster2000 on Instagram. Head over to my website, MikeFoster.tv. And thanks again for listening. Keep the emails and the tweets and reviews coming. And remember, no matter what has happened in your story, that your setbacks can become your superpowers. And honesty is always the best policy. We'll see you next time on the Fun Therapy Podcast. Podcast.